Firstly, I'd like to just let you know that this afternoon you're participating in a somewhat unique situation here. In 20 years of teaching, this is exactly the second time I have ever talked about dana. So, feel, you know, this is... <laughs> so, I hope you have patience with me. The reason I wanted to talk about dana here this afternoon is because we are here at IMS, and really many of the teachers here at IMS, we are really committing ourselves to attempt to evolve a culture or a kind of culture which is often in so many ways very different than the culture that we live in in the rest of our lives. And so I think really to understand this, this culture that we are committed to here, it's important that, I feel this important, that I would like to engage in just letting you know a little bit about the origins of the culture of dana and the ways that it's working here for us. Dana is a Pali word. It means free-giving. It means generosity. And it is a tradition that began with the beginning of the Buddha's teachings. It's a tradition that we decided when IMS was first begun and many centers were first begun in the West, that although we have done many things to demystify Buddhism, you know, we've dropped many Pali words, we've dropped many scriptural references, there is something about dana that so much embodies the heart of this practice that we felt that we were deeply committed to wanting to keep it alive here in the West. Now, when we come and sit here at IMS, I think sometimes we forget that all of this place has actually been created through dana. There's been, it has been created through the generosity of people, obviously, who initially gave sums of money to purchase this place. But over the years, dana has infiltrated in so many ways that we actually run IMS. It is sustained in the present through dana, through giving. Not only financial giving, but to really appreciate that whenever you engage in a work period here at IMS, that free giving of your time, that free giving of your service, is what actually enables IMS to continue. You know, that is incredibly significant in that hour that you give in the morning. You are supporting not only this community that you are in, but you are helping to sustain a place that so many yogis, so many people will come to in the future and contribute in their own way. You know, your actual commitment to the practice here, the way that you sustain the practice, is also a dana, in the sense that, you know, many, so many people speak of how they are supported simply by the presence and the commitment of those around them. On another level, you know, we also see the staff here at IMS, or many of you don't see many of the staff here at IMS. But we have a large number of people on staff, about 25, 
14, sorry, 14 people on staff. <laughs> Seems a lot more than that in the staff dining room. <laughs> but all of these people who are on staff, they come here and they commit themselves to serving here for a year, sometimes two years, sometimes three years. And all of these people are actually using service and the practice of dana as their own practice to find out what happens when they place themselves in this situation and give in of their time and their energy and the incredible commitment that's needed you know, to practice and to stay here and to be here, to sit and also to work so much. And it is really through the generosity of their hearts too, as you experience here being so well cared for, that allows us to be in an environment where we feel supported and nurtured. And the staff here at IMS, often quite invisible because while we are sitting, they are working. They receive a small stipend every month and they receive also dana that is given from yogis, not as a payment for what they have done, but as a real gesture of appreciation for all of the energy and the time and the impeccability that they bring to caring for us. Now, when I was in Asia, and if you were to go to Asia to practice, you would be welcomed into most of the monasteries, most of the centers there, and you would actually never even be asked to pay for your food or your lodging, and certainly you would never be asked to pay for any teaching. Because Asia is a culture which has so much, particularly Buddhist teaching and Buddhist practice in Asia, has grown up in a culture, of course, which is so interwoven with the actual teaching and the practice. So it is a very natural way of life in Asia for people who come to the monasteries. They bring food, they bring offerings for the monks and the nuns. They do work, they, you know, they engage in projects, and essentially they keep the monasteries going. And they receive, too, as they come to the monasteries, There are teachings, there are talks, there is guidance. There are many ways in which the monasteries takes care of the elderly, the orphan, the deprived. So there's this very close interchange between the culture and the teaching, which is very much rooted in dana, in free giving, in generosity. Now, the... The free giving part, the dana part, we are transplanting here, not Asian culture. When you come to IMS, when you register for a retreat, then the registration fee that you pay essentially covers your food and the running costs of the building and the running costs of retreats while you are here and travel costs of teachers. And none of the money, none of the registration fee that you pay None of it goes to teachers or to the, to the volunteer staff, and none of it even goes into the projects that you do see evolving around IMS, the new buildings, the renovation of the annex, the building of the study center, the renovation of the gym, all of these projects, quite magically, and in a very generous way, have been born of gifts of people giving to IMS. The difference in the West, perhaps a big difference in learning to uh, transplant this culture of dana here, 
is that, of course, we live in a culture that really hasn't heard about dana very much. We tend to think in terms of what something is worth. You know, we pay for what something is worth, or we pay for what we get. You know, you go to a hairdresser and you pay the hairdresser, you know, and if you especially like your haircut, we might even give them a tip. You know, you go to your therapist and you say, well, my therapist has given me this time, so therefore I give them this money. So we often have very different values around money, around, around exchange here in the West. And this is a little bit what we are trying to question and trying to explore through cultivating and nurturing this tradition of dana. Now, of course, it's interesting because we live in a, a world, as I mentioned, that hasn't heard about dana, where the realities are very different. For example, if I go to my bank manager or the income tax department or my electricity supplier, and they say, you know, here is your bill, and I say to them, oh, well, I live on Donna, you know, and would you mind if I um, <clears throat> postponed my rent this month, or would you mind if, uh, you know, if, if I gave a little Dharma talk and you supplied me with electricity for this month? <laughs> they actually haven't heard about this, you know. They're not too responsive. I, I have tried with the income tax department, and I can say that the response was very warm, and they actually said, are you crazy? <laughs> what do you mean you live on Don? Are you nuts? <laughs> now, the reality, of course, of teachers in the West is, for us, we live as lay people. This is also a new tradition in the West, you know. Most Western teachers now are not ordained. They're not living in monasteries. They're living in the world which means, of course, that we encounter exactly the same realities as you do, of rent to pay, bills to pay, children to educate, and feed and buy new running shoes for. (laughs) And (laughs) the difficulty there is, of course, they keep growing, you know. It is not... (laughs) So our commitment, our personal commitment to Donna, I know in my experience, a commitment to Donna is actually a commitment to trust. This is, for me, something that I reflected on very clearly when I began teaching, and I'm very clear about it where I do teach. Even where I go to centers where I teach, where normally teachers are paid, I say, no, I would like to work with Donna. Because for me, there is something that is going on on a much more subtle level, on a much more heart level, in all of us learning to nurture qualities of giving and receiving without thinking in terms of worth and getting what I paid for. But it does mean for us, it's a commitment to trust and a commitment to not knowing. You know, there's no certainties in this life. And yet, for myself, speaking on a personal level, I know that if I feel that if I commit myself to serving the Dharma as wholeheartedly as I can and as fully as I can, then in a very real way I really trust that the Dharma will actually take care of what is needed in my life as long as I live with integrity and with impeccability and with simplicity. So... I hope this explains it. At the end of this retreat, you will see, and especially for those of you who are new, 
to this practice and new to this. I hope this information is useful. At the end of a re- this retreat, in every retreat here, Donna boxes are put out for the staff, for the teachers, for IMS. And there is no obligation to give. It is not there is any pressure. And sometimes thoughts arise of how much. But I think it is really to know that in giving Donna, it is not so much that I am supporting this building or I am supporting this particular person as a teacher. But really what you are supporting and offering Donna is the whole continuation of the teaching here in the West. I mean, as, as individuals, you know, we will come and go. We will come and go. You know, we're born and we actually will check out too at some point. And yet, through your Donna, you are actually supporting in a very real way, in the most vital way, the continuation of the teachings, allowing them to be given and offered here. Thank you. Does anybody have any questions? Yes. Yeah, there'll be all instructions will be out there. The instructions will be out there about that. Does anybody else have any questions? Oh, I must have done better than I thought. (laughs) 